Welcome to another episode of Bay's Boys, 30, 97 seconds of information that you can use. I'm joined today with my co-host, Joe Skelly. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Hanging out, hanging out. So uh, first, I want to start today's podcast with this question about a story that I heard from you about family reunion t-shirts. Can you explain what <laughs> a family reunion t-shirt is? Yeah. Um... So have you ever gone to the thrift store? I do not. I'm not poor. Ah, well, I am. Oh, me too, actually. My wife makes me go. That's all right. So you go to thrift store. I just store. meant I don't go by myself, just right. so we're clear. Yeah. It's okay to go by yourself. Oh, I didn't know that. All right. So at the thrift store, going through the racks of t-shirts, right? Because that's where you find gold. Like lost gold in the racks of t-shirts like at the Indiana thrift store. Jones. Like, <laughs> I guess it would be like an Indiana Jones adventure, right? Searching for that that one piece right and years ago i started coming across family reunion t-shirts you know like when people had family reunions and they everybody's super excited to be there so what they do is they make t-shirts oh as, my. as a representation i of saw that. this on a disney movie once right and, <laughs> and everybody gets to wear the same t-shirt right you know you pick the color but i wasn't intrigued just by the family reunion t-shirts that just had the family name on the front those are boring. Like a soccer yeah. t-shirt. Yeah, it's like a soccer shirt. That's boring. <laughs> the ones I really enjoyed were the ones that had like the family name or the crest and the front. And oh in the my. back, they had the lists of everybody's name who was present. Some, yes. the gold ones, the, the absolute gold ones are the ones that had the family members' nicknames. Oh, in parentheses in between? Yes. 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 That's you know, amazing. it'd be like... Uncle John Big Chi-Chi, or whatever it would be, yes. you know, who knows, who knows, right? Those are the best family reunion t-shirts. So I, I started buying them and, oh. and, and wearing them out. Collecting them like baseball cards? Kind of collecting them like baseball <laughs> cards and wearing them in public. Oh, you are now Uncle John Chi-Chi. <laughs> you know, it, and people were like, well, Joe, why, why would you do that? It's, you know, when you, how big's your family? You got oh, a big family? No. Sometimes. No. Depends on which side you look at, I think. I kind of got a small family. Yeah. Like, really small family. Right. And so, if we were to have a family reunion, it would just be like my dinner table. Ooh. Small, <laughs> small, uh. Yeah, that's not, my, that's not really team. fun because we have the family reunion every. Every single day growing up, right? Right. <laughs> there, was no, there was no special guest. Dinner guests. time, family reunion time. <laughs> right. There was no, like, crazy uncle that everybody's like, you know, they, they, <laughs> the family reunion party, he wants to cook stuff, and everybody knows he can't cook. And, Oof, they, and, and they let him. And they, they, and let, they let him. Anyways. But to stir, the the pot, to stir the pot, they give him brown party liquor and a red Solo cup. And you let him get all juicered up. And then, you know, his wife would be yelling at him, like, you can't cook. He's like, leave me alone, woman. I'm going to cook. And everybody just keeps giving him brown party liquor. Like, I always wanted to have that kind of a family reunion. Right. You know, where all the, the cousins are just chasing each other, beating on a pinata or something. I don't know. Yes. But I never had that. We should get a pinata later and beat it. That would be sweet. Yes. So, for me, having this family reunion t-shirts... Makes you feel a part of the family. I was, I was, I was kind of living vicariously yes. through other people. Do you walk around and tell other people, do you like show the shirt to people and you're like, hey, this is this is from my last year's family reunion? No, I, di I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. 
Nothing. About I, I, I just I didn't say anything, right? And it's, it's it it was super cool. And so one time I was down at Asia Town because I was trying to listen. Fuck. <laughs> I was at Asia Town, right? Because I was trying to buy some of those banana flavored Kit Kats. Yes. There were some of those green tea flavored Kit Kats. What? Is oh, that a thing? Know? Man, Kit Kats here are just whack. But if you get them from like Japan, they got Kit Kats in any flavor you can imagine. Well, that's a whole that's a whole discussion in itself. But right. So you're in Asia Town looking for banana flavored Kit Kats. Banana flavored Kit Kats. Oh my. Banana, banana flavored Kit Kats. And I forgot I was wearing one of these family reunion T-shirts. And this dude starts yelling at me. Was was it in English? Listen, this dude starts yelling at me. Like, that's not your family. I'm like, what do you mean that's not my family? Uh, apparently, I'm not Korean. Oh. I would have never guessed, Joe Skelly. You could pass for me. Right. Apparently, I'm not Korean. And I guess it behooves you not to wear, like, a Korean family reunion t-shirt at, like, Asia Town if you're not Korean. Oh, my. Anyway. I'm a little bit sad that you didn't wear the Korean family reunion shirt today, so we could take the picture of it for <laughs> display image. That's 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 hanging in the halls. Oh, in the annals in the hall of, of fame, history, the hall of fames, mm-hmm. hall, hall of fames, hall of fames, hall of family reunion T-shirts. Yes, we need to get that. Yep. So you are. So I stopped. So I stopped wearing family reunion T-shirts. Oh, after you that. stopped a, doing it. It was a little awkward. Oh, I. I'm a little disappointed, Joe Skelly. Well, I got called out. And we might immediately need to go look for these shirts. You, it, By immediately, I mean like next week. Perhaps. I'm pretty tired today, but <laughs> but this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you are wearing a nice one today, though, and I'm, I'm going to take a picture of it today and post it. It says, what does it say? Year of the Wolf. What's that word on the top say? Ten Mao. Ten Mao. So that brings us to our next point the sponsor of this episode is a good friend of ours. Yeah, Amante Littlejohn. He uh, he does wonderful art. He's an amazing artist. Tell him about his art. Uh, he's in. Tell them about his art. Did I just well, say tell him about his art? Yeah, I'm not gonna. Well, I can't can tell, tell him, him about his art. We we might be able to. He might beat you up though. Yeah, he might. He might <laughs> fold me up like origami, Ooh, stuff me in an like envelope, little, like a little white chocolate pretzel. <laughs> so, I'm not looking for that, right? <laughs> but uh, Amante does amazing art. Uh, he's a uh, designer. He's a children's book illustrator. He's an author. Oh. He's a martial artist. Oh, I like that part. He's a graphic designer. He's a huge uh, fan of Bolo. Yes, big I'm fan of saying. Bolo. Right. Everyone's a huge. I mean, if you're a super nerd like us, you're a huge fan of Bolo, anyways. Shout out to Bolo if he's listening. Shout out to him. Bolo. Yeah, not Steven Seagal this time, but Bolo. Step aside, Steven. Step aside, Steven. <laughs> I know you're too busy doing, doing sheriff work somewhere. Damn it. We got to get off that kick. So <laughs> you guys should check out Amante's Instagram. Absolutely. His uh, his Instagram is I am 10 Mao. I'll spell that out. I am I A M T E N M A O. I am 10 Mao. It's splendid. But look at his look at his Instagram. It's phenomenal. It's awesome. He's, He's also on uh, with that that tickety talkers or whatever y'all call that now. Does he do 
I just imagined him in a dress dancing. I don't know why. No, he doesn't do that. But I thought it would be funny. That no, was he the first do thing. That at all. That, it's because it's only because on TikTok that's all I see is like chicks doing dances. So whenever somebody's like, "Hey, I'm on TikTok," I'm like, "What are you dancing? You shuffling? What's no, no hippity hoppity? None of that stuff." Usually, it's it's him uh, putting out his artwork. Um, I enjoy that. Yeah, his art is is super, his art is really sweet. phenomenal. It's sweet. So okay. you should check it out. Hey, what do you know about horseshoe crabs? <clears throat> horseshoe crabs? Yeah. What do you know about horseshoe crabs? Are they are they like crabs that lurk in the horse's shoes no not at all oh tell me about these crabs you don't know about horseshoe crabs no so horseshoe crabs are these super sweet creatures that are left over from the dinosaur age and they you see them on the beaches especially on the east coast of the united states all the time that yeah they got uh big shells with spikes all over and really long tails yeah they're crazy looking right oh I need to look this up, maybe. Yeah, they look like they're covered in armor. Wait. They're like water armadillos. Let me, let me look one up here, because I need to see these water armadillos. They're like 445 million years old. What? Yeah. Like a real thing? It is a real thing. Or they're like 445 million years old. Crabs. You know what's Let's really see. sweet about them? Can you eat them? You might be able to. I, oh, these things. Yeah, those I things. I think I saw a picture of those ones. Yeah, I wouldn't want to eat one. No, they don't look especially delicious. Oh, they have blue blood. What? They have blue blood. Oh, this is a real thing. A horseshoe crab. It's like, oh, look at this one. This one's like the size of a giant football. Yeah. Or uh, maybe not a giant football, but yeah, I don't know. This guy's wearing a mask while handling it. That can't be good. <laughs> so oh. anyway, they have blue blood. Near threatened horseshoe crab remains standard for blah, blah, blah. This is literally an image of them pulling... The yes. blood from them. That's what I want to talk to you about. Oh, why is that? Explain so they have that. blue blood because they have this weird copper pigment in their blood called hemocyanin, right? What? Yeah, that's that's the pigment that makes their blood blue, especially when it's exposed to oxygen. It really pops, right? Maybe that's where the whole rumor about humans came from. <laughs> what rumor would that be? You know, do you ever hear people talk about... Well, your blood is actually blue, but it turns red when it hits the air or no, something weird like no. that. I've heard goof, goobers say that. I just kind of look at them like, maybe you've been eating too many horseshoe crabs. Maybe. Perhaps. But anyways, so continue. Their so blood. they have this blue blood, and there's a big business where they capture these horseshoe crabs, and they put them in a rack. Seems legit. And they spike them. They put big catheter needles into Not their, legit now. By their tails. And they drain them of their blood. Not all of it, but enough. Oh, well, that's not freaky. No. It's like a fucking Wesley Snipe movie over here. <laughs> but the reason they do this is because the medical industry uses their blood because they can use it to test for endotoxins in things. Bad stuff. They use it to test medical equipment. They use it to <sighs> test samples. So they could test to make sure things are not contaminated. So we essentially are bleeding out animals, horseshoe crabs specifically, like a Blade movie. Yes. So we can test to make sure we're okay. Yes. Isn't that crazy? This is supposed to be a comedy podcast. This isn't funny. <laughs> this is some fucked up shit. <laughs> What's happening right now? Monte's going to be pissed. He's like, guys, why did I sponsor the episode about Wesley Snipes' vampire crab movie? Wesley Snipes is going to be fighting crabs. That's it. 
that'd be a great flick. He's been fighting crabs, though, let's be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, who knows, after he did that short stint in the big house. <laughs> well, you know what? He was fine. He's a big Bolo fan, so he was good. Oh, he was he, good? He was probably the ringleader of the Bloodsport event in the big house. I wouldn't doubt that. Or, or on the Or on the other side of it... They thought he was in there looking for vampires, in which case everyone leaves him alone because they don't want to take a stake to the heart. Well, I can't disagree with that. Yes. But on the other side of that coin, him being a sovereign citizen, taxation is theft. Oh, he's one of those people. Yes. I didn't know That's that. what he went up the river for. Tax evasion. Oh, that, that part I did kind of hear. Him and MC Hammer been hanging out. That's a fucking issue. Um, well, it hmm. could be. Let's get... 3097 seconds of the biggest pickus going. Joe Skelly, tell me about the biggest pickus. Man, the biggest pickus. The biggest pickus is not a very well known creature. I mean, neither is the horseshoe crab. I, I, I get it. I get it. The biggest pickus is what is, is known within the military community and not very well outside of that community. Oh. It's a creature that lives in the Pacific Rim. More specifically, within the Pacific Rim, the island of Okinawa. Oh my, one of my favorite places. Okinawa is a unique place. So many moons ago, I was in Okinawa training with a unit that I happened to be with. We're on the north end of the island doing... Uh, training up there because it's heavily dense jungle like super dense like at daytime sometimes it's a, it's get it's pretty dark and it gets so dark at night literally with your hand in front of your face you can't see it touching your own face and even with night vision goggles on it's so dark that if you don't hold on to the person in front of you you can't oh, even see them tightly yeah, you got to grab under their gear and hold on to them, right? So it's almost like an elephant train of people moving through the jungle. Oh. Trying to be quiet. Trying to be tactical. Makes sense. So I've been there many times before, and now I'm over there with a group of young guys that's never been there before, never trained in that kind of environment. And the plan was we were going to do practice night land navigation. So we have to use a map, a compass, and a protractor. Nobody's using a GPS. We're just using the old school tools to move from point A to point B. Checks out. Through the jungle. At night. Now, I start talking to my young guys, and I'm like, where are we? And they're like, we're in Okinawa. I'm like, yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Where's Okinawa located in the Pacific region? In the middle of the ocean. Yes, it's in the middle of the ocean. What are we south of? Japan. I'm like, right. We're like five hours by airplane south of Japan. Makes sense. I said, during World War II, how did the war end with Japan? They're like, they dropped the atomic bomb on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. I'm like, yes, they did. I said, where do you think all of that radioactive fallout landed <laughs> we don't know i said <laughs> right where you're standing very good right where you're standing perfect place to be and they're like okay and i'm like so what does that mean to you 
I don't know. I said, how many deadly creatures live in Okinawa? Did they know? Some of them knew. You got like the habu snake. You have the hibi habu snake. And these snakes have a toxin that when they bite you, it rots your flesh like gangrene all the way down to the bone. Makes sense. They also have spiders over there called banana spiders. And their Always bodies good. are about as big as your fist. And when you look at them, they look like oil floating on water. That's what their skin looks like, that iridescence, oh. right? And they build these webs at like head height and <laughs> cross paths. So without question, you're going to walk into them at night because Perfect. you can't see them. It's, I know, it's, it's terrifying. Perfect setup. It's terrifying. I said, but what you need to be aware of is what that radioactive fallout has done to some of the other indigenous animals. Spider-Man. Of Okinawa. That's Spider-Man. What I'm talking about is the biggest piggus. They're like, what's the biggest piggus? I said, there's a breed of wild hog here on the island that were affected by the radioactive fallout. Fuck. And they're monstrous in proportions. Oh, my. And they're thick hair. Thick hair. Like Sasquatch hair. Oh, very good. And they're giant. And they'll, they have giant tusks. <coughs> and they may have grown some extra appendages, like finger-like things on their hooves. Oh. Maybe even thumbs. <clears throat> and they're nocturnal. So you're in the dark, in the jungle, in the blackout, with the biggest piggus? With the biggest piggus, and they might just kill you. Do they make funny noises? They're silent. Of course Until they, they spring their trap. Which is? Them attacking. Oh. Ruthlessly attacking. Hmm. So the young, young gentlemen were kind of getting nervous, right? Because we're getting ready to go out into this jungle. It's being habitated by the biggest piggies. The biggest piggies. Now, little known to me, somebody from a, another unit was sitting about 20 yards away. And he heard me telling this story to these young men. And what he did is he got a copy of our route through the jungle. And he went out by himself, sat in the darkness. Oh, good. And he waited. This is very good already. <laughs> so we're about an hour into this movement through the jungle in pitch black. Pitch black with an NVGs. He still doesn't do any good. And we're trying to be as quiet as possible and tactical as possible as we're moving through this jungle. And we come up to this individual where we come near this individual who's been laying in wait. And he lets the first person go past. He lets the second person go past. He lets the third person go past. And as soon as the fourth person gets next to him, he springs the trap. Oh my. He starts snarling. He reaches up and he grabs that young man and starts shaking him. <laughs> and in the total darkness, all I hear is this kid screaming, It's the biggest, biggest! 
And it was like somebody threw a hand grenade into this patrol. <laughs> People started screaming at the top of their lungs. And white lens flashlights came out. And the white lens flashlights were cutting through the pitch blackness <laughs> in the jungle like laser beams. They're <laughs> going oh all over. God. And people are swinging their rifles around and screaming, Pegas, Pegas! And it was like they just scattered to the winds. And here I am and my heart is beating through my own chest. And it was my own story. Oh my goodness. It took me like 45 minutes to recover all these people. <laughs> to gather them all up. And somebody had been keying the mic on the radio. <laughs> Listening to you guys run from the biggest pickets. <laughs> Listening to these guys screaming about Jesus. biggest pickets over the radio. And they're like, what's wrong? <laughs> break, break, break. What's going on? What's going on? And all you can hear is, Pegas, Pegas! Which was the end. It was the total end of this patrol. And once I recovered them, I knew there was no more continuing this. <laughs> Looking we for needed, the biggest Pegas in the dark. <laughs> and we needed to head back to the patrol base. So we shot an azimuth, and I moved them out to the patrol base, and we got there, and everybody dropped their gear, and they're still freaked out about the biggest pigs. <laughs> and I look over my shoulder, and there's that individual just laughing away, <laughs> sitting on the ground laughing. The true biggest pigs. <laughs> the true biggest pigs. And I went over to him, and I said, what's so funny? <laughs> and that it had dawned on me that he had been the biggest pigs that night. Oh, my now, have you ever encountered a true biggest pickus? <laughs> That's as close as I ever got to the biggest pickus. And you I think... promise you, I never. If that if that was as, as scary <clears throat> as that was, I never want to meet the real biggest pickus. Do you think you could eat a biggest pickus? It would probably be really gamey. Ooh, nothing wrong with a little tough meat in the mouth. Biggest pickus, my ass. <laughs> <laughs>